0: This is Jerry G. Martin. We are bringing you a powerful, impactful sermon series that we did on Father's Day. And I want you to listen in and come back every day. It's another element to this week's broadcast. We started off with my son and I standing in the pulpit talking about the father and the son relationship and responsibility to train and to receive wisdom. And then I took a moment to speak the Father's blessing in the lives of my children. And I want to encourage every father that's listening to me to do the same. And then we spoke into the lives of those in our congregation who did not have a father in the home. We blessed them as well. And then we prayed for every man. Join us and listen in as we walk in the light of God's word. Verse 10 said, listen, my son, and accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the pathway of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. I want them to be prosperous. I want my children to be healthy and prosperous and have wisdom and have a long life. My parents, my father used to tell us that, you know, I'm going to whip you so the police won't have to. He said, "Somebody going to make you mind. So if you don't mind me, when they tell you to get up and go where you need to go, you're going to do that. Somebody's going to make you do it. So you might as well learn to be obedient to what I tell you to do. And he also used to say this, I'm not going to help you get in jail. But I ain't going to help you get out either. You got to get in by yourself. And then you got to get out by yourself. So I didn't never have to figure that out. That made sense to me. I'm like, okay, so if he ain't going to help me get out, I better not get in. Again, notice he says it again. Listen, my son. I'm almost just like the rest of you. I didn't want to hear what my parents said, especially after they said it about 10,000 times. And how many of you said, I'm not going to be like my parents when I get old? But you like them now. (laughs) You must be old.
1: I'm already more like my dad, and it's terrifying when I notice.
0: Listen, my son, (laughs) accept what I say and the years of your life will be many. Our job is to guide, not to just be uh, abusive, but to guide, to coach, to send them along the pathway of wisdom and knowledge so that there's always that communication. You should always be there for your children to come and say, what do you think about this? This is, this is what I am uh, have in front of me right now, and I just kind of want to bounce it off of you to see what you're going to say.
1: Verse 12, when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. This is like the voice of the Father speaking from experience. And, and there's really two things I want us to pull out of this passage, is that he's uh, suggesting that there are people that have gone before you, and also that every, every man has a path to go. Every man has a journey so he's speaking to his son and he's saying, hey, if you listen to me, uh, learn from me, learn from my experience that you can actually go faster and further than I ever could have. The thing is, young people, is that you have to tune your ears to wisdom. The greatest enemy to wisdom is thinking that you know it all. I work with a lot of college students right now and I love to tell them, Uh, you know, they're 18 and 19 and they feel like they know it all. Six years ago, you were 13 and picking your nose. You, You don't know anything. You just left your mom's house. You don't know anything. Your parents are still paying your bills. You haven't experienced life. You haven't experienced loss. You haven't experienced a lot of things that other people around you have. And it's a recognition that This person's been on this earth a lot more and has seen a lot more than I have and can actually help me so I don't have to endure some of the pain that they experienced. Number one, listen to the people who have gone before you. And number two, every man has his own path. I believe this is actually very important that every man has his own path. I remember I was 18 years old. I called my dad. I was in a dorm room in Massachusetts at a university trying to figure out what to do next with my life. Things just were were very much so up in the air. I I turned 18. Uh, This was in August. I turned 18, July 6th. And I called my dad. I said, Dad, I'm I'm thinking about going to this internship or the school. I I don't know what to do. And he said, yeah, I don't know why you're calling me, son. You're 18. You're, You're a man now. You can make your own decision and act on it. I'll, I'll support you whatever you do. That was a shocking moment for me and jarring because I was like, oh, wow, I really am the captain of my own ship now. I really do have all of the responsibility laid upon my shoulders now. For the next few years, what my dad did was allow the weight of life to rest primarily on my shoulders. I endured life. I moved, to, I moved cities there, there was a time when I was living in, in Dallas, in Irving, and I was like the only person that spoke English in our apartment complex. And it was like $400 for a one-bedroom, and I slept on a mattress, and there were roaches. And it was gross, and I hated it, and, and my parents never visited me. My mom actually, she drove up into the parking lot with me and refused to go in. She's like, I'm just, I'm just not, I just don't know what's going on. I don't want to go in there. I'll be fine. And I, I knew what it was like to overdraft and then have to pay 50 percent of my net worth at the time in fees. And like, "Oh my gosh, I'm never going to do that again and, and get tickets and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's like two weeks of work." And I was making like 7:25 and just trying to figure out life. Uh, but, but he allowed me to go through that process with, with minimal interference. And the thing is is that there was actually a trade-off that happened. I went through this process of this journey of becoming a man, and then, and then my dad also began to respect me as a man. And my dad does not call me tell me what to do. He does not meddle in my life and ask questions about what, what's this and what's that and where are you going next and what is this. When we talk, we talk about work. How's, how's this going? How's that going? We, I respect him, but we, we, are, we talk man to man now, and it's not, it's not boy to man. And I've gotten his respect, and, and he's allowed me to, to be fully the man that I am without trying to, to hold me down and, and keep track of everything that I'm doing. This is the thing, though. Just like my dad said, those, those first two points that I mentioned, cultivating a heart— and whatever the other one was, cultivating a heart and, and, and teaching, um, if, you, if you skimp on those two, you will have trouble empowering a young man to be a man in the future. Because you'll say, oh, well, he just doesn't really, like, want to work, so we're just going to keep him at the house. He doesn't have a lot of motivation, so, so we're going to keep him around. And really what that's saying is, I failed to raise a man, so now I have to babysit. If you have adult children who are leeching off of you, kick them out the house, let them go. But also, young men who are in your twenties or, or maybe early twenties, you are not a victim to your parents to your parents handicapping you. You have the power to go and, and and do stuff and leave the house and make a life for yourself. And I understand there will be moments where becoming a man is a hard and daunting task. I don't even have kids. I don't even have to endure that. And I don't have a wife and a family to take care of. And there's times when you're going to, be, you're going to sit there. I'm sure every man goes through this where you're like, man, i got to get through college. And then I don't know where I'm going to work or who I'm going to be. I have to find, figure out my, my romantic relationships, my friendship relationships. Will I ever be able to afford a house and the economy? And am, am I going to be emotionally healthy enough to do X, Y, and Z? And there's just so much weight and so much pressure on, on you. And the thing is, is that you need to endure that. No pressure, no diamonds. No pressure, no man. You have to endure some of those stretches because then you'll be able to stand on your own too. You'll be able to stand firm. You'll be able to s- supply for people and no longer be someone who's coddled to your parents. My dad gives me a ton of autonomy. Like I said, he doesn't ask questions about what I do. He, I, he actually knows very little about my, li- my day-to-day life. He doesn't know anything about what I do outside of work. You go. You transition from like trying to get handouts from your parents. Even as a college student, you're like, man, I'm trying to get. You know, maybe, maybe I can go home and get a meal. Maybe I can go and you know, maybe my mom's going to give me some money if I'm like broke or so on and so forth. But then there comes a time where no, what I want is what I want is to be viewed as a man by my dad. I don't care if my dad doesn't give me another penny. What I want much more is the, the respect and, and the autonomy that he gives me. Because that helps validate my manhood. That helps me feel confident when I said, you know what, my dad trusts me. He believes in me. We talk about work. We talked about work on, on Friday before I went in. And, and, and we'll, like, put our heads together on stuff. It's like he respects my opinions. He respects where I'm at in life. And I have my own money. I am my own person. I don't need anything from my parents. Because he has taught me how to be my own man. So now I don't see my parents as, men. maybe I can get something out of them. But we're actually doing life together and building the destiny of our families together.
0: I like that part where you say he doesn't need anything from his <laughs> from his parents. I was happy when they turned 18. That way I could start charging them rent. And I did. I said, when you turn 18, you have to start paying rent. You're grown. I said, people are going, no, this is life. Nobody's going to hand you anything. That's what's wrong with us now. That's why we don't progress like we want to. Once you get out your house, you look to Uncle Sam. What you going to do for me? You know I'm trying to make it. No, we don't need Uncle Sam. We got our own way to do this. God has a plan for your prosperity and doesn't include the government. So I want to go and talk about the blessing. The first blessing is doing the instructions. But then we see an example of the blessing that God has given. And the greatest blessing anyone can receive is called the Father's Blessing. A blessing is the opposite of a curse. And this blessing is verbal. It comes out of the mouth. In our culture, we don't consider this, but in that biblical culture, this was a very prized occasion for the son or the firstborn or the one to receive the blessings. They wanted this blessing. Now, the blessing is not cast in stone, but it does pave the way And give the child a spiritual inclination to look to God for direction and answers to all of life problems. Adam and Eve were fruitful and multiplied because God spoke the blessing. God spoke a blessing. And a blessing must be spoken as the creative power of God is released through the spoken word. Now, when you go back to the book of Genesis, the first thing it said, and God spoke and said, let there be light. So there is power in the spoken word. And the Old Testament fathers clearly understood the power of the father's blessing, and they practiced it with their children. Hebrew tells us that the blessings were spoken in faith. In Hebrew chapter 11, verse 20, it says, by faith. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. And by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the staff. That's in the hall of faith. By faith, they spoke these blessings into the lives of their children. A blessing is spoken in faith and is also received in faith. Now, will a blessing spoken in faith actually come to pass? that's up to the recipient. A blessing does open the pathway to the journey. And as I was looking at this and I was thinking about this for many, many months, although I, along with Pastor Jackie, we've purposed to be as diligently as we could to instruct our children, I have never taken the time to formally speak a blessing in their lives. So I'm going to take that time to do that this morning. And I want to call Jasmine and Jessica to come forward as well. And I want uh, Pastor Jackie to come. And would you bring that oil with you? Let's get the firstborn right here. And my secondborn. And my only begotten son. (laughs) I've spent some time praying about this and asking the Lord what he sees and the Lord asked me what did I see each of us that have children whether you've thought about it at all or gave much thought to it you can see characteristics in your children the idea is that God wants you to build on those characteristics and speak to those characteristics the father's blessing is not to condone where you are in your life or what you have done in your life It is to clear a spiritual path to help you to get where you are going. It is what God has purposed for your life. Jacob was not in a good place when his father blessed him. He was a deceiver, but his father blessed him and took him to his future. The father's blessing looked beyond who you are to the potential that God has placed in your life. It communicates my love for you and I'm letting you know that I am with you forever. It is such a blessing for us since we couldn't have any children. And this is an encouragement for some of you who wish to have them. But God's miracle provision brought you into existence. I'm going to ask Pastor Jackie, which she anoint Jasmine with oil. And Jasmine, I wrote this out for you. Jasmine, my firstborn, the child of faith, the manifestation of the miracle of God's grace and provision. Your faith in God and the miracle provision of God will sustain you and your children. The creative power of our God has given you creativity and insight. The blessings of the Lord will follow you and your household all the days of your life. The anointing of God's Spirit will attract people to you and you will point them to Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace, I pronounce this blessing in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jessica, my second born, a woman of strength and stability. God will entrust you with great responsibility. You are the rock that will not be moved. Your strength will be a lifeline for the weak and the assurance for the mighty. The eyes of God are upon you. God will bless the fruit of your womb with more children than your siblings. They will be strong and courageous in the kingdom of God. And they will make you proud. Your teaching ability will be a great blessing in the kingdom of God. The Lord bless you And keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jared, my firstborn son, a man of wisdom and insight, a man who will stand before rulers, this nation is too small for you. Your name will be known internationally. The wisdom of God and the ability to know things will bless you and your family. You will fulfill what your father only dreamed he would accomplish. God bless you with faith and family. Your name will be honored for generations. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord will turn his face toward you and give you peace. I pronounce in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. God bless you and God bless you and God bless you. You have received the Father's blessing. There are some of you who are here today and you had no father in your home. Maybe you didn't even have a chance to know your father. The Bible gives us the responsibility as a church to fulfill that role today as your father. I have a blessing for you. If you're here today and you had no father in your home, you may not even know who your father is or was I want you to come forward I want to pray a blessing over you and release a blessing in your life today and I want you to receive this blessing in faith as you go forward and apportion this into your life this morning wherever you are this is for you no matter how old you are or how young you are your life is not over we are going to pronounce the blessings of the Lord in your life today The Father's blessing is not discriminatory. It is to those who will receive it. Today, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak this blessing into your life. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity, it will result in your thanksgiving to God. I pray that the peace of God which transcends all understanding will always guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And may our kind and gracious God always guide you and satisfy you with good things. He will keep you strong and well. You will be like a garden that has plenty of water, like a spring of water that never goes dry. May our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good thing for doing his will and that he will work in you what is pleasing to him. And may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through that your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and give you. You peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, walk in the blessing of the Lord. Receive the Father's blessing. This is Jerry G. Martin. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed this broadcast. We encourage fathers to speak into the lives of their children and build up their children. Now, I know that there are a lot of families out here where there's no father in the home. You are also hearing a special occasion where I pray for and spoke into the lives of the three children that God has blessed us with, Jasmine, Jessica, and Jared, and I spoke with what I believe God wants to fulfill in their lives. Fathers, take some time. Speak into their lives and let them receive the Father's blessing that's been so significant in scriptures to guiding the lives of your children. There was a special time of prayer for those who did not have fathers in the home. If you didn't have a father, it affected you and the church stood in and spoke the blessing into the lives of all of those who did not have the Father in their lives to speak for them. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message as well as previous messages that you've heard on this station. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore in the city, We have one right here on our campus, the Beacon Bookstore, where you can get books, Bibles, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. Call us at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. Come and join us and exercise the faith that God has already given you so that you can learn how to move forward and go to the place that God has in store for you. This is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.